Welcome to the Young Crones Cafe, where you can get a magic brew full of all sorts of information, both witchy and practical. Grab a cup and join us. I'm Elizabeth, a wordsmith. And I'm Sue, a visual artist. We are going to talk about various witchcraft and life topics from a slightly more mature perspective, at least most of the time. Thanks so much for joining us. On the path, which is the name for our personal witchcraft practices, we've spent a great deal of time discussing what we believe and why. These conversations led to the writing of a book full of information about our tradition. We call these thoughts kernels because they are the start of much bigger ideas. We thought we'd share some of these with you, so... Today's metaphysical kernel of thought is projective and receptive energies. For us, the external divine is the source of all creation and energies throughout the universe. Humanity has traditionally divided their experiences with these energies into masculine or active energies and feminine or passive energies. In a historical context, males have been dominant within most societies for centuries, so the masculine has ended up with positive associations and the feminine has ended up with negative associations attached to these two expressions or experiences of energy. The path switches us to thinking of these energetic signatures in terms of projective and receptive energies, which gets rid of the whole masculine, feminine, positive, negative debate and discussion. Simply put, projective energies send out and receptive energies gather in. Everyone has the capacity to connect with the wide variations that these energies present throughout the mundane and magical worlds. Some may connect more easily with one type of energy, but this ease or lack thereof does not keep one from actively working to develop needed personal abilities to connect with all energies that may present themselves. By developing these connections, you can engage with other sides of yourself and the world around you that you may not have been as aware of or find new ways to practice your craft. It is definitely another opportunity for personal spiritual growth and development. In other words, names are important when you talk about types of energies, especially when you think about it in the historical context and what we've kind of inherited about how people perceive them. Oh, absolutely. And now more than ever, people are becoming aware of all of those little nuances that we just took for granted because that's how we learn things and say, no, wait a minute. No, the good guy doesn't wear the white hat and the bad guy wears the black hat. We yeah. have to expand our definitions and change our vocabulary. I think so, especially when personality traits are considered either masculine or feminine. I think personality traits are just personality traits. And society is what la has labeled certain ones as masculine and certain ones as feminine. And if you are male and present with these feminine traits or female and present with these supposedly male traits or masculine traits, there's an issue yeah. for some people. Well, it, it goes back to labeling. And I think I can see that people at this point in time, especially with, with opening up with the transgender, of getting rid of labels so that you don't have those automatic uh, positive and negative 
or, you know, male, female, the dichotomies. We're trying to, to see the gray. Yeah, I think so. But and when you think about energy, there is a dichotomy because there's under the heading of the two different mm-hmm. predominant kinds in the universe. They are very different in how people perceive them or mm-hmm. work with them or what they're used for. I like our labels of projective sends out, receptive gathers in. You know, and it kind of takes away that whole masculine, feminine, positive, negative associations. And then you get to figure out the energy is just the energy. It's people who have put those labels on it. I think the energy has always been projective and receptive in what it does and how it's perceived. It's humans who took it a step farther and said, well, all these active, projective, outgoing energies have to be masculine kind of thing. You know, so I think once you get rid of that, and I think the other piece is all of us connect more easily with certain types of projective and receptive energy, just based on our personalities or what we've learned so far in our practice or what we've worked with Mm -hmm. or it's it's Tuesday kind of thing, (laughs) you know, so that once you recognize that, you can recognize that. Just because some are more easy to connect with, it doesn't mean you can't access the other ones. And I think that's where getting rid of those masculine, feminine labels is a big help. Absolutely. It's not as easy for me to connect with this type of projective or receptive energy. But I can figure out ways for me to up my magical studies on this particular area that will allow me to connect with this better or be more aware that I have to put more effort into it kind of thing. I I think awareness is a a big picture of it when you, you know, a lot of the work that we've been doing is to take the energy itself because you're right. It doesn't have a value on it. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. And to be able to do our own research, how does this energy feel to me? You can then see how you can use this energy in your life. And connect with it better. And connect with it better, exactly. I I think if you're doing any kind of magical working or ritual practice or whatever, you have to figure out ways to connect with the energies Mm -hmm. that you're honoring or that you need for a particular spell or whatever. And I think, like you said, it takes practice and developing that awareness. And I think a big piece of are taking away those other labels and saying it's projective or receptive, then we're looking at it with a different sort of awareness just from the get-go. Oh, and yeah. Like before, and it's most basic, projective sends out, receptive gathers in. So if you want to draw stuff to you, you're going to work with receptive energies. If you want to send, I don't know, your intent out into the universe, then you're going to work with a more projective energy just because. And I think that's exactly. different. I think it facilitates your practice to think of it in those terms. It Well, it expands it, certainly. Mm-hmm. And that idea alone will, you know, flow over into so many other aspects that because once you become aware of it, you're going to see those possible value judgments where you 
you didn't mean to have one there, but it ended up with one, and you're saying, okay, I I don't want this to have a negative connotation anymore. I just want to work with the energy. It's like, you know, my mother was a, a an astrologer. She dabbled a little bit, but something she used to say was that the the planetary energies are not positive or negative. They just are how some of them are stronger than others because they represent themselves in that. But you, it's up to you to do what you will with that energy. And I'm wondering if she thought some of them were stronger because they were more predominant in an individual's chart as opposed to, they were different actual strengths of energy. Well, it depends when, when you're talking with astrology, it also depends on the, you know, the size of the planet and you're right conjunctions. There's so many other things that are affecting it. So, but it's just, I find it fascinating. The more you see and the more your, you know, eyes are open to things the more you see. Mm-hmm. I think it's called paying attention. <laughs> or anything else. And I think that's a good point to end this discussion before you and I get off on too many. <laughs> Witch stones are a divination tool we created as part of our practice that deals with what we call concrete stones, specific types and kinds of energy, and conceptual stones, things and ideas about witchcraft, which can be read with either a seen or an unseen meaning. Recently, we have developed a set of oracle cards using this information. We would like to introduce you to one of these stones right now. In today's spotlight, we'll be looking at the witch stone, Dark Moon. Concrete stones focus on a specific physical energy rather than a concept, and the second set of concrete stones are the four faces of the moon. The dark moon displays a circle which is black, representing a moonless night. For those of us who walk the path, each phase of the moon is associated with different energies for personal spiritual growth and development. Dark moon energy correspondences include bringing things full circle through rebirth. The dark moon energy is all about new beginnings rejuvenation, and planting seeds for the new moon cycle to come. On the path, we have learned to work with the dark moon energies, even though many other traditions and paths say it's a time not to do any work or magic. For us, it has come to be a time of contemplation and personal growth in our own work, and also a time to generate new ideas. This stone introduces the idea of dark moon energy to many who have not worked with it before. The scene energy for the dark moon stone in a reading is a hidden apex, new opportunities, and anticipation. The hidden apex is the peak of dark energy that happens when you cannot see the moon in the sky. The energy is there, but has to be searched for. It may be a time to sit with self 
and consider where you are in your practice and decide what you need to do to continue to grow and change. The energy can make you aware that there are new opportunities you can take advantage of at this time. Anticipation means you have something to look forward to and that it is coming soon. The unseen energy for the dark moonstone in a reading is a hidden apex, waiting, and impatience. Working with the hidden apex energy at the dark moon when it is unseen requires you to be able to just sit with self and contemplate. There may not be clear answers about where you're going to go next. With both the dark and waxing moon, waiting is about being willing to delay your plans or deal with obstacles that may be slowing down your progress towards a goal you think is really important. You may be feeling restlessly eager, frustrated, or irritated, which are all signs of impatience. Don't let these feelings force you to make decisions that are not in your best interest. Before we go, we would like to present you with a tip or trick or witchy hint. Just something to make your day go better, because we live in a mixture of the magical and the mundane. In today's tips, tricks, and witchy hints, I'm going to be sharing with you five witchy hints in less than five minutes. Ready? Go. Number one, label your loose herbs and incense blends, especially your blends. Ritual prep gets busy. Things happen. Tomorrow turns into a few weeks from now, and you only have a vague idea of what last-minute herbs you threw into that incense recipe. And they're probably the ingredients that made all the difference, but you can't recall. You think you'll remember, but I can't tell you how many bags of loose incense I've ended up recycling because I couldn't remember the intention I had created them for. Take a minute and write it down. Number two, keep a record of the recipes of your herbal creations so you can recreate them. This is sort of an extension from number one, but with more detail. Write down the proportions, not just the herb name that's in your recipe. You have to remember in a recipe, having a base ingredient of sage is a lot different than having a pinch of sage. Many times I'll start off a recipe with equal parts of ingredients and realize that for what I'm working with, I need it to be heavier on one side or the other. And you can keep track of those things while you're creating. Proportions also go towards intentions and what you're trying to accomplish. Number three, keep your scented candles in separate containers or they will mingle to create something wonderful and new. And that's great unless that's not what you're looking to happen. <laughs> With colors, keep your more intense colored candles together and separate from the lighter ones. 
The dye used in making the candles is not that stable, and colored candles tend to bleed, so the lighter ones turn a little bit tie-dyed, which also can be cool, but not unless that's what you're looking for. Number four, when doing ritual in the winter, when food is scarce for our feathered and furry friends, consider making an edible circle. Ears of corn, nuts or berries, bird food. Be creative. I have to tell you, the image of a circle of red delicious apples on a snow-covered ground will be with me forever. And finally, number five. This is just a smidgen of hints for outdoor rituals. Invest in a butane lighter. Even a little wind can be very frustrating when trying to get something lit. Keep your incense, charcoal, etc. dry and in an airtight container. It's nothing harder than trying to light damp incense. Umbrellas can also work as protection from intense sun, not just rain and it will also keep your candles from melting. And most of all, don't fight the elements. If everything is pointing you towards going inside, just go inside and enjoy your ritual. So there you have it, five hints in less than five minutes. Well, it looks like the coffee cups are empty for this week. We hope you join us again next Tuesday, but you can find us at our website, twoyoungcrones.com. That's the number two, young crones, all one word. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram, and our Twitter handle is at twoyoungcrones. Check out our merch at our Teespring store. We also have a Patreon account called the Young Crones Cafe where you can support the podcast if you enjoy our efforts. Until then, remember, we are witches who work with energies to affect change. We are believers in both imminent and transcendent divine. We are celebrants of the passage of the solar and lunar cycles. We are hedgewalkers who pass back and forth between the worlds of the magical and the mundane. We are seekers of knowledge. We are walkers of a spiritual tradition we call the path. So mote it be.